0: Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby with Consultant 360. In part three of our podcast on the article, Diagnosis and Management of Growth Hormone Deficiency in Adults, I speak with the authors about the treatment of GHD and how to dose. Dr. Julie Silverstein is an Associate Professor of Medicine and Neurological Surgery and Medical Director of the Pituitary Center at Washington University in St. Louis. Dr. Alexandra Martirosian is a second-year fellow in the Endocrinology Department at Washington University in St. Louis. Let's listen in as they answer my questions.
1: As you mentioned before, the gold standard treatment of adult. Onset GHD is growth hormone replacement therapy. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the treatment and its benefits? First,
2: but before talking about benefits, I just wanted to review, you know, some of the signs and symptoms of growth hormone deficiency. I mean, as we mentioned, they're non-specific, but there are studies that show decreased quality of life in terms of, you know, having a more depressed mood, anxiety. There are changes that have been demonstrated in body composition like increased top total body fat, a decrease in lean mass. It's been shown to be associated with decreased bone density and increased fracture risk. And there's also studies that show decreased exercise capacity, increased atherogenesis, decreased insulin sensitivity. In terms of the benefits of treatment with growth hormone, A lot of the data is mixed with some studies showing benefit and some showing not. And most of the data that we have that supports the benefits of growth hormone replacement come from retrospective and open-label observational studies. So it's important to keep in mind that we don't have any really robust prospective clinical trials where you gave some patients growth hormone and some placebo to definitely compare to determine if there's benefit. But so there are studies that show growth hormone replacement does ameliorate central obesity. It increases the amount of lean body mass and bone mass. It has been shown to be associated with improvements in bone mineral density and decreased risk of fracture. There's also studies that show that there's beneficial effects on cholesterol, such as an LDL, and that it lowers diastolic blood pressure but we don't really have evidence that that is associated with really measurable changes in cardiovascular function. The other thing that has been shown in several of these studies is improvement in quality of life. When questionnaires are given and measuring parameters such as memory and concentration, fatigue, self-confidence, those kinds of things, there are benefits there. The other thing that has come up is there's data to suggest that patients who are hypopit have increased morbidity and mortality. And some have debated whether or not that could be due to growth hormone deficiency, but there really is no conclusive data to to say that treatment will reduce that mortality or morbidity.
1: Um, okay. So then what treatments are currently available? Um, I guess, other than the replacement uh, the hormone replacement therapy, um, and are there new treatments in the pipeline?
2: The only treatment available for growth hormone deficiency is treatment with growth hormone right now. Up until recently, the only agent we've had is somatropin which is a daily injection recombinant human growth hormone. It's a subcutaneous under the skin. There are multiple agents that are being investigated and there is a long acting once a week agent that has been approved for treatment in adults, but is not commercially available. Other things that are kind of on the pipeline. So there are... Agents that are being developed that would be given biweekly and even monthly. There's multiple brands of somatropin. There's really no difference in terms of efficacy or side effects. The differences have to do with delivery methods, whether it's a pre-filled pen or you have to draw it up from a syringe and those kinds of things.
1: And dosing is influenced by age, sex, comorbidities, and concomitant medications. Can you give us an example of how you would determine a dose for a new patient? So the dosing of growth hormone depends
2: on, yeah, depends on these multiple factors. So first starting with age, but what I recommend is is looking at the guidelines. So in 2019, the ACE published guidelines for management of growth hormone deficiency. As patients get older, you wanna start with a lower dose and that's because older individuals are more likely to experience side effects. So the typical dose dose in adults is 0.1 to 0.4 milligrams per day. So unlike in children, we don't dose based on weight. If, when you have a patient who's younger than 30, generally start with 0.4, 0.5 milligrams per day. If somebody is 30 to 60, the starting dose should be more 0.2 to 0.3. And if someone's over 60, you want to start even lower 0.1 to 0.2 milligrams per day. In terms of differences in comorbidities, the biggest difference there would be if you have a patient, so there can be a transient increase in glucose levels. So in patients who have type 2 diabetes or are obese, it's recommended to start at lower doses of 0.1 to 0.2 milligrams per day. One of the main things in addition that you have to be aware of when you're prescribing growth hormone is that women who take oral estrogen will need higher doses of growth hormone. And that's because oral estrogen, which undergoes first pass metabolism in a liver, suppresses or decreases hepatic production of IGF-1. So if you have a woman on oral estrogen, they will need higher doses. And then on the flip side, it would be important to, to realize that if you take that woman off the oral estrogen and say, start transdermal estrogen, the dose will probably need to be decreased. The other thing that, that's important is to make sure that if other hormones are sufficiently replaced before you start treatment with growth hormones, such as make sure there are on adequate doses of thyroid hormone and adequate doses of glucocorticoid replacement if they have adrenal insufficiency, because growth hormone can change the metabolism of those medications.
1: So I appreciate your time. Thank you again so much for answering my question. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us.